welcome to the Residual Haunts Podcast. The podcast that talks about our favorite haunts, interests, and hobbies. And the things that make us a spook for each other after 14 years. Hello, and welcome to Residual Haunts Podcast. Yay! (laughs) All right. Episode three. Episode three. It's been a minute. It's been more than a minute. (laughs) Um, So Mm. we had put off recording this episode, and I'm not sure why. (laughs) I feel like we're busy. Well, we're busy. But also, I feel like I'm in the post-Halloween depression, <laughs> where life has is meaningless it's like and that, bleak. It's like that moment after Christmas, up until New Year's, just those couple of days. Mm. <laughs> you have that weird, that weird time. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. So yeah, we've just been working, <laughs> taking care of our kitties. Gus Gus is doing great. He's doing good right oh, yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Guess, guess he's on a new diet, yep. prescription diet. He's hella expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but he seems to be doing better. Mm-hmm. He's our old man, Gus Gus. He's been with us for nine years now ish. About. Almost 10 coming yeah, up next year. So uh, we love him dearly. We, we are after the election, but mm-hmm. we're happy with the results for the most part. Mm hmm. And what else? It was a really good Halloween. We didn't really do... Yeah. Well, usually we're doing so many things. or have like a big trip yeah. to like Disneyland or LA <laughs> or a home. But this time we just stayed in the city and it was just two of us, mm-hmm. which is kind of like this whole year. We do have Christmas decorations, as yeah. people might not <laughs> uh, believe, but because <laughs> I'm such... <laughs> A grump, <laughs> a Grinch for Christmas, but I do like, I like it, it's just, I don't know, I don't like it as much as Halloween, and mm-hmm. I know Chris likes it, so I try to like be more about it because of Chris, so. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, we're still staying indoors. Oh, we also did a, a res trip back home, mm-hmm. up north, to um, your place. Oh, yeah, we needed to do an errand up there. So we went up to my grandma's, who lives in Lupton, and that's where I grew up partially <laughs> in <laughs> high school. And we visited her. Oh, yeah, it was the day of the election. Everybody was all happy. My mom, my grandma, <laughs> my aunties. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's we're lucky because, well, you're it's lucky to visit those guys because they're like right on the border of the res oh yeah because usually there's a lockdown yeah <laughs> so i like for me and my family's like <clears throat> toward in winter rock so i can't really i don't want a chance of going over there and then coming back out and yeah just leave it so yeah that was nice it was cold it rained Did it rain? uh, yeah, yeah it rained it was it all was, rainy yeah. and blowing and and then we had to um uh, fix a, uh, my mom's old or my grandma's and mom's old hogan. I guess they use it for storage. It's a modern <laughs> hogan, so it's got like the drywall and the roof and stuff. But <laughs> there's a hole in it apparently, and so we had to put on a tarp. And we didn't really have the the correct tools because we didn't know we were going to be doing this <laughs> <Yeah>. really. <laughs> um, so we had to like me and Chris spent the Sunday morning <laughs> putting this tarp on. We had at one point the day before we were trying to use the ladder, but that ladder was all busted and it had fiberglass coming <laughs> yeah. off of it. <laughs> but we had fiberglass in our hands and our clothes, and, the, and it was all windy and the tarp was getting blown yeah, away. Was, <laughs> we're like, we have to do yeah, this tomorrow <laughs> in the morning when there's no wind. So we did that, and <laughs> it was. It was fun, I guess. Um, Chris was up there on the roof putting tires, and we were basically putting a band-aid over this hogan because yeah. <laughs> we don't have the resources right now to fix it, mm-hmm. the roofing. So what we did was we put the tarp over, and then 
we put different we put a tire like on each end so that like it would it's drape tr- over yeah. and like weigh <laughs> itself down if that makes sense and then we tied it down to some boulders on the ground and <laughs> like, we didn't have no rope or anything we didn't have any cause... rope <laughs> we used this old ass twine that's in the back of my grandma's that house twine's been there since like i since, bet you yes. <laughs> hanging on one of those yeah like my che would always like he kept everything um, there was just a whole bunch of that. I don't know. Is it nylon twine? Just twine, like from Bale Hales. Hales. <laughs> and then we didn't have a hammer. And then <laughs> Chris was like, I need a hammer. I was like, oh, I don't know where there's a hammer. And let me go see. And I was trying to look around. Then I went to the kitchen. And my grandma has all these like knickknacks and stuff by the window. And I saw like this <laughs> rock that was like perfect. It was like a little square. It looks shaped, and I I work with artifacts in my job, so it, it to me to me it immediately looked like an artifact. But I and it was a rock, and it was heavy, and it fit your hand. So I was like, oh, we can use this. So I grabbed it. And <laughs> I was like, oh, we're gonna use this, and it worked pretty good, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so then, like later on, um, I thought it might have been a hammerstone of some type. And then I told my girl, oh, yeah, we didn't have a hammer, but I used this. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's, I think that's like an Anasazi, <laughs> uh, what she say, tool of some kind. I think she said it was like a grinding stone or something. <laughs> she's like, oh. I'm like, oh, okay, well, we used it. <laughs> it worked. Prehistoric technology, ancestral <laughs> technology going on. Felt the power. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was an escapade. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, that was fun. A little, <laughs> little one day trip. This week on the podcast, we didn't really know what direction to take it because, of course, we love spooky Halloween y, <laughs> you know, horror things, and that's just a part of our daily life. <laughs> um, but we also. We don't want to just talk about that all the time. So for Halloween, that was kind of like the fun thing is to kind of delve into that topic a little bit more. But now we're like, I don't know what we want to talk about. Do we want to keep it spooked? Do we want to explore the other things that we like? So I suggested this episode and I'm not sure how it's going to go. The topic is rock and roll roll time. Top five music acts, musicians, bands that you would want to see live in concert um, alive or dead mm. and so it's any time any place any era any artist alive or dead okay um i got this idea from my cousin who asked me once last year i think it was and i was like i don't know that's <laughs> a, a hard question and um it was kind of like one of my journal topics that i had written down but i never journaled it <laughs> mm. so you had a whole been... year to think about this list i guess so <laughs> <laughs> and i had a week <laughs> you had more time than that <laughs> um well i didn't even do any research really i just wrote them down i'm pretty sure you did research i wish i would have done a little bit more like do any research. backstory <laughs> backstory <laughs> <laughs> so i guess i'll go first again no i'm gonna go first okay i'm going first okay. um please don't touch the dials <laughs> I, mean, I can touch the dials <laughs> okay so my first, okay, so this is not going to be in an order, it is going to be Michael Jackson, <laughs> oh. and the era will be the bad era, so I'd be happy any time in that era to see him in concert. <laughs> <laughs> the bad era. Mm-hmm. Do you know what year that was? I think that's 1988, 89. Mm, late 80s. Yeah. Because I feel like that's when he was at his peak, you know. He was still a little brown. <laughs> he was still a little <laughs> brown. <laughs> Just a smidge. Um, that was that was like the height of his career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I was watching this interview that, you know, the actor Riz Ahmed that I really like, and he got to see him in concert <laughs> oh, yeah, at the Wembley um, Arena in like the U.K., he was talking about how cool it was, and I was like, damn it, I wish I would have been there. But I don't. I was only a year old at that time, so mm. I, I couldn't have been there. <laughs> I feel like if you were to go to a MJ concert, you would have had a chance of just passing out <laughs> and forgetting the whole concert. 
Ew. <laughs> like those people in the <laughs> Yeah, every time you see those live footage, there's always like, always like carrying somebody out. <laughs> all out. Crying all crazy. <laughs> yeah. Getting squished. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go now. <laughs> it's still Looks uncomfortable. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the 80s. Everyone is all skinny. <laughs> <laughs> I think you pack more people in there. Um, I have a... Like a DVD of that tour, actually, I think. I think I know what you were talking about. It's specifically the bad concert, though. Oh. I got. I don't know what else to add to that. <laughs> I'm just a real big MJ fan, as everybody knows already, and that would have been ideal to see him back in that in his prime right before the fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. I like it. Okay. So, in no particular order, I would like to have seen Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just kidding. Heck. Okay. <laughs> he said, <laughs> "All right, it's Metallica." I would, even though I've seen him many times up close and personal. Well, I would say, <laughs> I know I was. I got to have a, a photography badge. Oh yeah, to, I forgot about that. We, we to one of the concerts in Tucson. That was cool. For the first three songs, I got to go up front, just take pictures with your um, your mom's camera, your mm-hmm. DSLR camera. That was really cool. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, that was that was amazing. So I cherish this. Wait, that moment. You're gonna see them again? What? Yeah, I would want to see them in this. Oh. Okay, 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 okay. So I want to see Metallica during. The recordings oh, of okay. well, the Binge and Purge album. Oh, uh, no, the, okay. the live. I see there's an era The here. live show. Yeah, so that was, I would pick, there's two dates on there. There's a Seattle one. Wait, you can only pick one. I know. But, <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one is at Mexico City. So I would like to have been at the Mexico oh, City one. Oh, yeah, that would have been fun. So that one was in 1993. But yeah, yeah I would love to be at that concert because it just looks fucking awesome. Plus, it's mostly brown people, right? Mm-hmm. I just feel like at a metal concert, there's already inherently a bunch of racists there anyways. <laughs> and so, like, whenever you're in the pit, or just any native, I guess, is in the pit, I always have a fear that they're gonna, there's going to be trouble, because usually there is, <laughs> like, between a brown person and a white person. And so that'd be a good concert to go to, because you're just kind of surrounded by brown people for the most part. Just looks like a good time. Yeah. Um... Mm-hmm. There's just always racial tension, so that's why I say that. Yeah, it's always... It's in the back of our mind. <laughs> yeah, it's always in the back of your mind, and even though I'm not, like, some big old muscly dude that's going to be going into the pit, because I love going into the pit, um, just any pit. seems like Slayer, Slipknot, mm-hmm. or whatever, a metal show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll see, like, those skinhead-type people there. Uh, I don't even know if they're skinheads, but they... They fit the part. Yeah. <laughs> and they they're the always, part. like, they're always trying to fight or something. Yeah, like they always um, take special uh, action to purposely be extra forceful with, like, brown people or, like, I don't know. Yeah. They're just always looking to start something. Yeah, but I always try to just put that aside and just have my fun. And I do. And yeah. Just going all out in the pit until you're super tired and you take a break, getting slammed. Slamming other people. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm the type of person where I don't really go into the pit. I like to be, there's a good sweet spot <laughs> that I always like to go at. And it's like in between the stage. Okay, so there's the stage and then there's the beginning of the stage right there where you're against the barricade. And then maybe about like five, six people back, there's like, right there is where I like to be. Because usually right there is where you have... Either there's a bunch of people in front of you getting pushed to the front <laughs> and squished, but then in the back of you, there's usually the pit yeah. <laughs> and like the people who are kind of like medium style. <laughs> so I like to be there because I get pushed from like the pit and stuff, but then I'm not in the pit, like getting all crazy, like, yeah. you know, fucked up. So that's my sweet spot. I don't think I've only time I've, the only time I've seen Metallica was with you in Tucson. Oh, that was the only time, mm-hmm. and that was fun because it was all standing. It was like a festival. Yeah, that's another thing that made it more awesome too. Because since it was like general audience mm-hmm. or general admission, I guess, mm-hmm. 
having those having that photo pass and then taking all those photos and then a couple times i would glance back and just see like a sea of people and it's like whoa was there a lot of people it was all it was, <laughs> it was so much people. <laughs> was a lot of people i was like man this is crazy i do remember the songs they opened up with i think they opened up with creeping death that's pretty cool and then um for whom the bell tolls and then the third one was probably fuel yeah those three songs that was amazing wow <laughs> So what was that story with you and your mom and your brother's house or? Oh, um, (laughs) we had rented a house, my older brother and my sister. And when we were moving in, you know, my parents were helping us move in. I forgot what we were doing. We were just like me and my mom were dropping off some boxes in my brother's room. And your older brother. Yeah, my older brother. And he already had some poster up or some pictures and then she was like walking out of the room or she was looking at his pictures just like hmm hmm and then she saw one of them <laughs> and I guess it was Metallica picture like a small I don't know five by seven and it was like Metallica in the 90s <laughs> early 90s because they had long hair and all wearing black and they're like sitting there's like kneeling down against like a rock <laughs> like they're in some like in the desert or somewhere <laughs> And kind of looks like home. <laughs> and when my mom's looking at all the pictures, she looks at that one. She's like, his friends. <laughs> I'm just like, what? Mom, no, that's not his friends. It's Metallica. It's funny because it was like, it was all autographed too. <laughs> it's like, like everybody just has autographed pictures yeah. of their friends. <laughs> like, what the heck? Oh, man. I love that story so much. <laughs> His <Okay>. friends. <laughs> and more on the note of uh, metal and concerts, when we saw the Anthrax. Oh, yeah, at the Res? At, oh, yeah, at the Adamination <laughs> Fair. That was fun. Because <laughs> yeah, it was all brown people, yeah. all natives. It was, I felt the most safe there. Like, <laughs> it was nothing but love. Like, it, it was amazing just the difference. I mean, yeah. all brown people. Like, yeah. it was just so cool. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, yeah, a lot of us turned out that night. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Even though I don't really like anthrax. <laughs> but, um, or cool. metal in general. <laughs> or metal in general. I'm trying to think, do I like metal? I'm trying to think of one band that I like. I mean, Slipknot. Slipknot's cool. Mm. I like Slipknot. Um, Rob Zombie. I like Rob Zombie. <laughs> I like metal. I just don't listen to it. <laughs> if that makes sense. I'm, surf- I'm a surface metal person. <laughs> just a little taste. Just a little tasty taste. Um, Metallica. Oh, Metallica. Yep. Oh, I also got to see them at their rehearsal show mm. when I was working at uh, Crank Amps. Um, yeah, we, I used to build guitar amplifiers, this place called Crank Amplifiers, K-R-A-N-K, and so, it was like, mm, around 2008 when they came out with Death Magnetic, but James, I guess, he was using our amps, I guess, to record, mm-hmm. record oh, yeah. their album. He used your amps, but then they always, like... Use the marshals for like their stage set. Well, uh, kind of like what bands do. They they use different amplifiers for their recordings. They could probably record like half the album with a certain amp and different. But um, when they're on stage, you know, they have their signature amplifiers, which is you know they have like Mesa Boogies on there or Kirk's Randalls. But mm-hmm. but it was cool. We got invited to that, or we got tickets for that, and I'd say there was only like two hundred people there, and this was in the. Um, the arena, the basketball arena in Phoenix. No, it was in Glendale. Oh, Glendale. Yeah, it was in Glendale huge. Arena. It wasn't a football stadium, but it was a oh. basketball stadium. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so we got to go there. That was amazing. It was cool, too, because we would, like, chit-chat back and forth. Well, not me, but, you know, James would be like, how did that sound, blah, blah, blah. And then we just kind of, people would have little conversations. Mm-hmm. There's only, like, got to see them. so many of us. Yeah, but that was cool. It was like a little rehearsal. That's cool. So again, Metallica, 93, Mexico City. That's where I would see them. That's pretty cool. Have you seen footage of that concert? Which one? 
Mexico City? Yeah, it's their live... Binge and Purge? Yeah. How does the crowd look? Do they look all... <laughs> looks looks awesome. Okay, so the next step for me, let me cross that one off my list. You hear it getting crossed out? <laughs> okay, so my next one... Gosh, see, there, I have six on my list. <laughs> I don't know why I accidentally put another one, so now I can't figure out which one to not to knock off. And so, I am going to go with Little Richard. Oh. Yes, this is my next one. Man. Now, back in the fifties, that would have been obviously the prime time to have seen him. <laughs> I would have loved to be been in like one of those crowds just to see him play and all that energy and like ugh, that raw talent and just <laughs> new energy that was coming out. Ugh. That first term of what? Shock? <laughs> yeah. Shock, shock rock. rock. <laughs> yeah. That would have been awesome to see. Just, yeah, some black guy and mm-hmm. some long jerry curls mm-hmm. <laughs> wearing some makeup and just dancing all crazy playing the piano all crazy yeah oh that would have been really cool <clears throat> and we actually got to see him <laughs> in concert yeah um how long ago was that mm, six okay well we went to <laughs> the hoot nanny in vegas where they it's like a big rockabilly festival we usually go um every year um but this year obviously they didn't put it on <laughs> usually in april it's really hot <laughs> it's um <laughs> in a parking lot at the Orleans in Las Vegas. It's really cool. It's a really cool festival because they have, um, we only ever really go to the car show and that they have a bunch of vendors. There's a big car show and then there's the big concert at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. And they have acts, uh, different music acts going throughout the day as well. And they also, in the Orleans, they have like, for like the the VIP ticket holders. Yeah, it's like, like the a, whole weekend. It's like a whole weekend thing. Like they have bowling teams. They have <laughs> shows within the hotel, uh, and different like dances. Like a not like a prom, but just like a dance hall, mm-hmm. uh, nightly and a banquet hall. And then Even they have more fashion shows. <laughs> they have the burlesque bingo that oh, we yeah. went to one year. Yeah. That was cool. So like, how did that work every time? I don't remember. <laughs> it was always oh, so you play bingo, but the lady's getting oh, yeah. naked and doing her burlesque dance while she while you're playing bingo. And, and you're trying to pay attention. And you're trying to pay attention to your and... bingo, but you also are trying to pay attention to the girl. <laughs> yeah. So it's hard to like get a bingo because <laughs> everybody's distracted, which is part of the whole fun of it. But that yeah. was really fun. Usually my mom would go and my sister and her family. So. Mm. One year we went and we went to go, s- and Little Richard was headlining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. He was obviously very, very old, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he came out in a wheelchair. So they pushed yeah. him out in a wheelchair. He was so cute, though. He's like a little old man, but he could still play <laughs> piano. Yeah. He, his voice obviously wasn't as strong, but mm-hmm. it was still really cool just yeah, to be in his presence. Awesome. And, awesome yeah. to witness that. Every All the crowd was like totally into it. Mm-hmm. And at one point, like kind of towards the end of the show, his people came out and um, I guess he's a born again Christian or a saved Christian. Hmm. So um, he was kind of talking that throughout the show. And then at one (laughs) point, his people came out to like the front of the between the stage and the crowd and they were handing out these pamphlets and like everybody was trying to like get one, but nobody knew what it was. And I finally got one. And it was like a little hymnal or like a prayer book. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't really want this, but it's pretty cool anyway. So I still have it because obviously if little Richard gave it out, I'm going to keep it. That's funny. Um, So yeah, that was cool. But uh, And then he died this year and it's really sad. Uh, Yeah, it's hard to keep track of which legends have died. Yeah, he died this year. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Um, but he's yeah, the the architect of rock and roll, the originator, and um, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I would if I can go back in my time machine and go to see a little Richard concert, then <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> Man, see, I wish I had a little bit more time. I would have thought of something. <laughs> Well, you, you want to add some? <laughs> just go ahead. And we'll just riff. No. We'll just, just with who you want to add right now. 
Little Richard. Oh. <laughs> okay, same sees. <laughs> well, I I already have him on my list, so you can talk about him. But then more. again, <laughs> but yeah, you can come yeah. with me in my time machine to go see Little Richard. <laughs> Just half of me will show up. <laughs> <laughs> Your bottom half, yeah. <laughs> like on that movie. I don't know, juice. That animated movie. What's that one? Onward. Oh yeah, yeah onward. <laughs> you just be dancing. <laughs> Your bottom half. Yeah, just feet tapping. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Nice, nice. All right, my second pick would be. Okay, on to the metal again. Pantera. I would love to have seen Pantera. I'd say probably around 94 because right, I've never seen Pantera. Mm-hmm. And I would love to have seen Dimebag live. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I would say 94 because let's see, because they came out with like Vulgar and Far Beyond Driven off of that. Or, and uh, they're really a tight band. Mm-hmm. And I just remember reading about it in Rex Brown's book, The Bass Player. Mm-hmm. He was talking about how the band is really tight. Then, like, there's no bullshit. And towards the end, they kind of loosened up. But I would love to have seen them in 94 or 95. I think that would have been a really good show. Yeah. When did um, Dimebag die? Uh, 2004. Oh, so that's like 10 years before he passed away. Mm hmm. Yeah. And then they did they ever reform like after that or no? <laughs> no. No. No, because he had left Pantera. Mm-hmm. Started his own band, Damage Plan. Oh. With his yeah, brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. When did they break up? Uh early two thousands. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alright. Well, that's cool. Yeah, not a fan of Pantera. <laughs> 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 but uh I know you are, and I know that they were a big part of the crank um legacy i guess right uh, yeah Dimebag. yeah before he died i guess he had his signature amplifier that he was making with uh tony the tony guy, crank from yeah the designer of crank amps mm-hmm. and yeah before after like he got finalized and everything then that's when he got shot oh that's crazy live really i didn't know that <laughs> what? well okay so i know okay i knew that um Dimebag had a big thing with Crank, like a, 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 I don't know, a partnership, not a partnership, but a deal or like a big relationship, I guess. Yeah, he was using their their amplifiers for their live, like his last remaining years, I guess. Okay. Playing live. I didn't know he was going to have a signature put out and right before that he died. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's the Krankenstein. Oh, that's the Krankenstein. (laughs) I didn't know that. Wow, I just thought it was another crank amp. Oh, that's his amplifier. Oh, in my room. That's the... <laughs> See, was that a little symbol? <laughs> dime bag symbol? But yeah, that's the crank. That's the oh, signature yeah, amplifier. Oh, that little symbol on there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's probably it, been like, I don't know, decades since I've talked about crank or... Yeah, it's been a while. My, my memory's yeah. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so he died... He was murdered, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, on stage. On stage, which is really crazy. Yep, in front of his brother. <sighs> Man. Vinnie Paul. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But my question is, so you guys never got to put out that as a signature dime, or did you guys do we did. it posthumously? Um, yeah, I mean, they finalized it, and then okay. that's when production went out. Oh, my gosh. And that's that's when it sucks all started too. going out. Because, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I know Crank did pretty good for even... Because even though that happened, but mm-hmm. if he was alive, like I would have bigger. <laughs> yeah, and then I started working there like three years after he died, and mm-hmm. it was still really fresh, you know, in the metal community. Mm-hmm. So when I first started working at Crank in like 2007, mm-hmm. it was obviously a really big deal, and a big deal to me too because I would yeah. see his ads in like Guitar World mm-hmm. when I was in high school growing up, and. I think when I was growing up, when I was younger, uh, I wasn't really a Pantera fan. Mm-hmm. I did have Far Beyond and uh, Vulgar Display of Power albums, but I know when he died, I just knew he was like some metal guitar player who died. Well, obviously from Pantera, but mm-hmm. it didn't really hit me until like a couple years later, 
or maybe a year later, because <laughs> mm-hmm. you know I would start seeing him in Guitar World magazines. So I was like, man. And then I noticed he was using um, Crank, and I was like, wow, this guy, these amplifiers must be really like the real deal. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. And I would see all these, all the all the bands I used to listen to, they would be using that like Black Dahlia Murder or mm-hmm. like Darkest Hour and stuff like that. They would be using the amplifiers. 2007. A year after I graduated high school, that's when I started working at Crank. It was amazing. I didn't know they were in Phoenix, <laughs> of all places. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I remember you were really happy, and that was a fun time for you and for us. Because mm-hmm. um, you were happy, excited to go work at Crank every day <laughs> and just hang out with the, with the dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Very good, very good choice. <laughs> so now that I've crossed out one of my persons, I have only three left and I have four choices here on my list. <laughs> so I'm like trying to. Okay, my next one would be. Shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, my next one, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm gonna come back to this later, but. Okay, so my next band is going to be <laughs> it's going to be an era actually. And it's the concert that I never got to go to and I'm so mad because my sister got to go to it. <laughs> and I never got to go to it and I'm so mad. <laughs> it is My Chemical Romance right after oh. 3 Cheers for Sweet Revenge came wow. out. But they were also touring with my favorite band, one of my favorites, Alkaline Trio. Oh wow, double wing. And I, that I forget that you haven't seen my chem, mm-hmm. or I haven't either. But it's so, such a big deal to you. It is a big deal to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, and this was Alkaline Trio right after Good Morning came out. Mm. And so my sister was telling me about it, like after the after she went, they came out in like coffins. Alkaline Trio. <laughs> they were like, they like, came out like on stage. There was like three coffins. <laughs> like evil Live style. Yeah. And then they <laughs> just busted out. Oh, <laughs> it's so cool. Anyways, I am a big My Chemical Romance fan. Um, mostly I'm a big fan of the album Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge because I just think it's a great album from start to finish. I love mm. all the songs from start to finish. It's kind of, it's very emo, obviously. It's part <laughs> of that whole emo co- culture, which I liked a lot of the bands from there but it wasn't like full-on emo and I, I don't think I was maybe I was and I'm just in denial <laughs> maybe I was I don't know Chris you knew me in high school before you knew me so did was um, I an emo to you no you're more the punk okay yeah <laughs> but um the punk <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really good album like I just love mm-hmm. it so much even now yeah I, yeah, I like that album too. Well, it's the only album I really listen to from mm-hmm. Mike M. Yeah, you can listen to it beginning to end. It's just got such good energy. Like mm-hmm. the energy throughout the whole album is just so um, constant. Just consistent. Yeah. And. You can feel um, the emotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the lyrics are also something that speak to me. They're also very like gothic and dark. Very death centric for for lack of a better word which i like um, about immortality and mortality and so yeah they uh, had a concert it was right after three cheers came out and i was in high school and i was going to school at st michael's and it was on a school night (laughs) so Mm. i and it was in phoenix (laughs) and Mm. i'm all the way on the res four hours away so Usually, sometimes my mom, she would let me go to concerts, like, during the weekday, um, and, like, we take off for the night, or, but I think maybe she might have been working or something, so she couldn't take me, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I missed it, but I know my sister went, and she wasn't, she was a big fan of Alkaline Trio at the time, <laughs> but she wasn't a big fan of MCR, so. <laughs> she did. <laughs> I was huh. so jealous of her. I'm still jealous of her. <laughs> Even now, I'm so mad that I never got to go. Are you trying to tell her to pick you up? <laughs> just pick me up. <laughs> just pick me up. Come on, just pick me up. <laughs> it's only four hours away. <laughs> and obviously, I really love Alkaline Trio. They're one of my favorites. I love pretty much all their albums. They're really good. I'm a fan of. And I've seen Alkaline Trio many a time, but just 
to have seen them with my chemical <laughs> with three cheers from sweet revenge would have been amazing and if i could go back in a time machine that's where i would that's one of the concerts i would go to <laughs> oh and i know that mcr they were oh yeah was it last year yeah, yeah, last year. They got they reunited for some shows in Los Angeles and I was like tickets. I was I was ready to buy tickets. Yeah. Well, the thing is that they didn't say how much they were at the time. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to get in line well, in virtual line, quote unquote, and I was working that day too. So I was like working but looking at my phone <laughs> like hmm. all day, hmm. all morning like waiting for the link to go live. And then as soon as the link went live, I don't know if the prices came up. I don't think they did, but they were sold out like within like four minutes, mm. I think. I never had a chance. <laughs> so. And I was thinking they were going to be like, no, uh, yeah, I was we, thinking they like 60 bucks or something. Yeah, so then later on we looked at the prices that they were going for and it was like, how much was it? Do you remember? Like, it's like 100 plus. Like 200 or something. Something. Where I was like, oh, I can't even afford that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was just that one show they did. Yeah. And Aren't Los they? Angeles. They were supposed to do more, but then the pandemic hit. Yeah. Like, you mean like some festivals? <laughs> mm-hmm. But they're supposed to play Riot Fest next year in Chicago mm. if the pandemic is oh, yeah. <laughs> gone by then. They're still or, selling tickets for that? They are still selling tickets. And, you know, Circle Jerks are going to be there <laughs> with Keith Morris, I believe. Oh, so wow. I would be, I want to see that. But Awesome. All right. On to my third is... Rage Against the Machine, uh, obviously in the 90s. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I don't, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan of Rage, Ma- Rage, <laughs> Rage, Mar- Rage, Mar- <laughs> Rage Against the Machine, mm-hmm. but it just seems like one of those bands you would have to see live, especially in the 90s, and just seeing whatever I've seen, you know, live footage just looks amazing mm-hmm. i mean they get the crowd going i don't Even, think i've ever seen live footage well like looked at like on youtube or anything yeah they're just like always going and yeah it just seems like one of the bands that i would love to have seen be a part of even though they did a few reunion shows yeah i'd say i would like to see them in the 90s <laughs> that would have been really cool <laughs> <laughs> I did get to see them in the 90s. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I went to see them right uh, when they were touring Battle of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And they were playing, I think it was America West Arena, which is not America West Arena anymore. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> is it Talking Stick? The one in Phoenix. The one in Phoenix. And um, it was really cool. I, I didn't really know them at the time because i was really young (laughs) Mm -hmm. but my parents were going and they really liked them it was my mom my dad they took me and then my brother as well was going was going with his friend so me and my mom and my dad had tickets in the balcony section in a balcony section right above right to the right of the stage so like we could see we were pretty close but we were on, had a, a side view, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty cool. Um, it was loud. I remember it being so loud. <laughs> it was like my first really loud concert that I went to. And I was yeah. just like, oh my God, this hurts my ears. <laughs> my, little, my little kid ears. <laughs> but it was really good. I really enjoyed the show. My mom and my dad really liked it. Um, I remember walking through the lobby of the, of the arena and like there was different little tents set up, hmm. little kiosks, I guess, with like information. Yeah. And I was like so confused. I was like, this is weird. Like, why is there all these kiosks set up? And it was like, I remember one <clears throat> that I went to and it had a flyer. And I kept that flyer for a really long time because <laughs> it was like my souvenir. <laughs> <His> concert flyer. <laughs> It wasn't a concert flyer. It was an information mm-hmm. flyer. So it had like a One picture. Of these pamphlets. Of, yeah, those pamphlets. It had a picture of Che Guevara on it. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, I think it was like uh, um, talking about anti sweatshops. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what a sweatshop was at the time, so I had to ask my mom what's a sweatshop, and I learned about that. And I was like, very, I'm very, very like anti Gap and Old Navy for a really long time <laughs> in my childhood. <laughs> um, but we just went to Old Navy right now. <laughs> like today, today. So I feel like a your sellout. Your pickup today. 
needed some sweatpants. <laughs> Anyways, so there's all these, at the time, there was all these information kiosks, and I didn't know what was going on. I was like, Mom, why are all these, what are all these kiosks or all these boots about? And she's like, she just looked at me. She's like, do you know what Rage Against the Machine means? <laughs> and I looked at her, I was like, no. <laughs> and then she never answered me. <laughs> she, I guess she didn't want to get into it at that time. I don't know. <laughs> and then I just had to look it up for myself and learn about it for myself. So I she's did. She's all, here, here, give me <laughs> the pamphlet. <laughs> Gives me all these pamphlets. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was really fun. I remember my brother saying that him and his friends snuck down to like the floor and they were in the pit. And, um, yeah, it was cool. I got a t-shirt, a Battle of Los Angeles t-shirt that I wore for a long time after that. I don't know where that went. Hmm. <laughs> Might be in storage somewhere. But mm-hmm. Yeah, so I wish I could take you in my time machine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so me? Mm-hmm. Me next? Okay, so my next band on the list, they just got inducted into the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that would be Nine Inch Nails. Ooh. And. Not, not the Doobie Brothers? Heck. <laughs> <laughs> not the Doobie Brothers. That's your list. <laughs> I, already, I already seen them at the Navajo Nation Fair. So Nine Inch Nails? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, Nine Inch Nails are a band that uh, probably... I mean, I've liked them for a, a while now. But this, the, this past year, really started listening to them again. And I really love... Pretty Hate Machine, their first album. So my Nine Inch Nails, uh, it's a specific one. It's a, the, the Woodstock 94 performance. <laughs> because that performance looks amazing. They are in this big crowd. Although there looks like a, a lot of like... I've heard there was bad things happening there. As far like, as like sexual assaults yeah. and stuff. <laughs> Maybe I wouldn't want to be there. But, <laughs> but if everybody behaves themselves... <laughs> Then yes, I would want to be there. Um, or if you weren't going alone. Or if but, I wasn't going alone. But still, I mean, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, so I recently watched that last year, I think, on like YouTube, the whole concert. That was really cool. Just the mud and the rain and the energy of Trent Reznor and him just thrashing all about stage, <laughs> playing that album, as well as the Downward Spiral album. It would have been really cool to see. Yeah, those Woodstock shows. Like, just the whole lineup. I was just about to even say, like... Just going to Woodstock now? <laughs> yeah, I'll go to these festivals and see all these... The, the original whole. of Woodstock? Nah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I do. I want to see these legends at Woodstock, but... Yeah. Again, you're surrounded by all these people who just probably haven't took a shower in a while. <laughs> they stink. <laughs> they stink. <laughs> But yeah, they just got inducted into the 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so good for them. Mm-hmm. Nine Inch Nails. I just always remember my brother when he first got his car, like right in the middle of the rear seat, or rear rear window in <laughs> the bottom, there was a Nine Inch Nails sticker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, who is that? <laughs> it's like, Nine Inch Nails. I was like, oh. And then I kind of found out about him on TV. So, mm-hmm. These guys are pretty hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that sticker, though. Yeah, like, and then you look at, like, I would like love to see Nine Inch Nails now, like, and I would, but the energy's obviously not the same. <laughs> like, everybody's older, nobody's gonna, it's not gonna be the same as that crowd in 94, where everybody's young and feeling angry and, <laughs> and as energetic as that concert, you know? Yeah. Just get like at least ten headbangs from somebody. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Although, <laughs> I feel like from the footage I've seen of them performing recently, the crowd's actually not too bad. Like they look like they're jumping around and stuff. That's the thing is that I still like to jump around and get yeah. crazy, and 
you would think by this time that I'd be happy with just being on the side stage, you know, like I don't drink <laughs> and say holding a beer, but I don't, <laughs> holding a soda, <laughs> watching and bobbing my head. <laughs> I don't, I don't feel like that. I still need to go out there and, and jump around and stuff. And so whenever we yeah. go to a concert and people are not jumping around, I'm very sad. <laughs> I know you're like, just, well, you, you still jump around and stuff and, but yeah, just seeing everybody around you, not moving mm-hmm. it's just like come on <laughs> <laughs> you're not that old <laughs> yeah it's the whole concert etiquette is funny because you get those people you know they get mad at you if you get too crazy it's like fuck you <laughs> just kind of go past them i know or they get mad when they try, try to, to go to the front yeah or they try to keep <laughs> you from going to the front it's so stupid like you're just standing there and not doing anything and you're walking by them where you're trying to get by them to get to the pit and they're trying to block you, or they get <laughs> mad, or sometimes they try to kick you. It's like, what the hell? It's like, yeah. get out of the way. Yeah. So stupid. But yeah, we get, like when we first get to the concert, you know, like we start making our way as close as we can to the pit. We enjoy it for like a couple songs, then we get pretty hyped. Mm-hmm. Then we start making our way towards the front. That's when I jump in the pit. I'm like, all right, I'm going. <laughs> Later. <laughs> and then I don't see you for a while. And then... I'll see you in that sweet spot you're talking about. That's <laughs> where I know sweet, where to look. sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I'm usually like, I get worried about you. And so I'll, in my sweet spot, <laughs> I'll look around to the pit to like, see you and you're there. I'm like, okay, he's fine. <laughs> but I know lately I haven't been going to the pit and going crazy. Like ever since I started wearing glasses. Oh, it's harder. Yeah. I gotta get contacts again, cause that's how I broke my first <laughs> my, oh, yeah. my glasses at Anthrax. I broke my glasses for a shot. I'm lucky I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, number four. This is a random band that I like. A band called Guano Apes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would like to have seen them back in maybe 2000 again, mm-hmm. late 90s. 2000s because I think the first album came out in like 97 and then I think 2000 would be a good year I don't know I just like that band <laughs> yeah it's just one guitar player one bass player one drummer one singer and lady singer it's kind of got like a funk to it but they're metal alternative I would say they're kind of copying but not really Rage mm-hmm. Against the Machine mm-hmm. kind of in that style like kind of she kind of raps and stuff but mm-hmm. She also sings and stuff like that. But Isn't she from a different country? Yeah, they're all from Germany. Okay. But they sing in English. So I would like to have seen that band. And the bass player is really awesome, too. You hear all those different licks throughout the songs. and Just something you don't really hear a lot. Which, well, I don't hear a lot. If you wanted to like recommend an album, what would you recommend from them? All of them. <laughs> okay. Go listen to all of the Guano Apes albums. Is it Guano or Guana? Guano. Guano Apes. Yeah, G-U-A-N-O. But yeah, I would say just their first couple albums, because I know they came out with one in like 2011, 2014. Those are all right, but their first couple albums are really good. I oh, actually... Also, oh, Sorry. <laughs> the thing that really sucks too is because I would say I would like to have seen them now, but there's a big thing about that band. Well, about her is that she can't really sing like she used to oh, live. Uh-huh. She's one of those like studio singers, I guess. Has it always been like that though? I think towards the end, uh, like the early albums when I see them live, they're good. They're great. That's why I want to see them then. Mm-hmm. But when I see like recent fo- recent footage. Mm-hmm. For the most part, it's really good, but there's some parts she doesn't sing, or some parts she doesn't sing as high. I mean, the only thing I could think of is because she's getting older and she can't hit those notes anymore, Maybe. or she or damaged she, her voice. Yeah, that's a, that sounds like she damaged her voice. Probably. Oh, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, you see all these comments and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, Man, it sucks, or it's sad, or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's why I would like to have seen them. That's why you need to get on that cradle of filth level and get you a... <laughs> A vocal coach. <laughs> I remember hearing that like on NPR. <laughs> like they interviewed Cradle, the band Cradle of Filth and their singing style. And they were like, oh yeah, we have to work with a vocal coach so that I don't. So that I can sing the way I sing, but 
without damaging my vocals. Mm -hmm. Have you ever felt like you damaged your vocals? Mm, no, I mean I've I've sang in I've sang in <laughs> <laughs> I've sang in a lot. <laughs> I've sung a lot like at shows mm -hmm. where I lose my voice, and I guess I don't know is that a form of vocal damage? I guess yeah, like <laughs> losing your voice. Mm -hmm. I guess then, yes, I have damaged my vocals. <laughs> yeah, I know a long time ago, when I was singing, <laughs> mm -hmm. like, I felt fine. But mo for the most part, you know, I'm just yelling mm -hmm. and singing. I never really damaged my vocals. But now, when mm -hmm. I try to sing, mm -hmm. I feel like I don't know how. I don't know how to, I don't know. I just feel like every time I try, my throat gets really itchy and scratchy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It sucks. I wish I would learn how to sing. Because I play guitar, and when I'm on my acoustic, I try, or mm -hmm. by myself, I try, but I end up like, my throat just gets really itchy and it starts to hurt after a while. Mm -hmm. And I tried singing in different ways, you know, low, raspy, or high, kind of, mm -hmm. or just trying to be normal and try to carry a tune, but it gets hard sometimes. And mm -hmm. there's some days it, it does work. There's some days, like, my voice is like, nice and relaxed yeah i can sing for a while but then some days it's just like i'll do it for five minutes and then it'll start getting all itchy real quick like this sucks hmm. <laughs> some some people it comes naturally and some people it doesn't number one and i actually did kind of end up ranking these <laughs> i don't know what my number one probably probably metallica i think, just, I think that would have been my number one so i did Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... What do you mean, mm-hmm? Did you know this already? Did you look at my list? <laughs> no, I mean... I feel like you would have picked him. Bob Dylan. Um, they call it the Royal Albert Hall gig, which, but it was not at the Royal Albert Hall. Um, it was somewhere else. It's basically when he went to the UK and he first went electric and everybody Ooh. got their panties in a twist <laughs> because he was singing folk songs on an acoustic guitar. <laughs> they were wearing different shoes when we went to the concert. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, weren't, the boots. they weren't prepared. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a good, uh, there's a bootleg album, they call it. And that was probably the first album that I listened to Bob Dylan. It's one of my favorites. I never get tired of it. He's on tour with the band, which is another band that I really like and hmm. honorable mention for I would have loved to have seen them back in the day yeah it's just got such high energy like I said it was right when he went electric <laughs> nobody liked it you can hear the crowd such booing strange him tension and there's like a lot of yeah he could tell he was mad and the crowd didn't like what he was singing or what <laughs> he was playing I guess because um, they were used to a very peaceful kumbaya Bob Dylan and uh, protest song Bob Dylan and this wasn't that <laughs> he was all about rock and roll he was electric now he was playing fast and he's wearing sunglasses he was wearing sunglasses <laughs> <laughs> grew his hair out <laughs> and I heard that that uh, has a lot to do with like him meeting the Beatles and vice versa like hmm. after they kind of met each other Dylan became a little bit more rock and roll, and then the Beatles became a little less... Um, Influenced by each other? Yeah, they became more singer-songwriting, I guess, and wanted to be more... Mm, experiment. Experimental, yes. Wow. Um, yeah, and then the documentary, Don't Look Back. So that's one of the movies that we really like, because that's just <laughs> oh, yeah. insight into that time, and... Uh, you didn't tell him that scene that we always crack oh. up about. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene in the documentary where the audience, they didn't like this new sound, and they were booing him throughout the whole thing and calling him Judas at one point. You can hear that in one of the recordings of the bootleg that I was talking about earlier. <laughs> so the camera's following him around after the concert, and they, they're rushing to their car, I guess, right after the show ended. <laughs> so they're getting into the car, and then there's fans waiting outside, and they're wanting to get an autograph or something. And <laughs> they're, the camera's on Dylan, like, talking to these fans. He's like, don't boo me anymore. <laughs> don't boo me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Stop booing me. <laughs> and then the lady like, rolls up the window, and yeah. they drive off. <laughs> yeah. And he's all, like... Um, 
complaining to his his uh what's the entourage yeah. <laughs> i guess it's his band but he's like why do they boo me <laughs> god <laughs> man so that's who i would see we've seen him a couple of times <clears throat> in concert yeah um, but that's more now and it's not the same <laughs> at all <laughs> when i seen him with my dad at the state fair Sound was horrible for one thing, <laughs> but hmm. um, you couldn't understand him, and he kind of changed the arrangements of a lot of his songs, which he's free to do. I get it. You get <laughs> bored. You don't want to play the same songs over and over again. But then when we saw him, me and you together, he was very much more into that um, crooner oh, yeah. standard, sta- American standard. Is that what it is? Kind of voice? Yeah. More chill on the piano. Yeah, like Frank Sinatra E. Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool too yeah i mean even then just to see bob dylan live mm-hmm. twice well for me twice and yeah just being in his presence bob dylan mm-hmm. he's definitely one of my faves that's my list i do have some honorable mentions but i'll save that until you're done with yours well, okay my last one live act i would like to see would have been houdini <laughs> just kidding <laughs> <laughs> First it was Jesus, now it's Houdini. <laughs> Same guy. <laughs> Alright, well to bring it back to your first one would have been Michael Jackson. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I know I would like to have seen him I guess from when I really knew him <laughs> when I was a kid, uh that would have been the nineties. Mm-hmm. I guess after all the hubbub, probably 96, 97-ish. I guess that's when I would... Now, was that before or after he was marching with the troops? <laughs> <laughs> marching with that weird footage of him running with, like, the troops? Yeah. <laughs> what is that all about? I don't know. I think we, would, we were trying to Google it one time. <laughs> well, why like, was Michael Jackson running with armies or something? <laughs> with armies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that's what I would have seen him. Plus, you would see him anywhere, everywhere. That's probably when he was like, obviously, super, super famous. Yeah. And just to be at one of their shows. I think he did a history tour around that time too. I yeah, I think that was the '96, '97 tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been cool. Any time to to have seen him, even like the "This Is It" tour, that would have been really cool. <laughs> then this is it man yeah you think we would have seen him no i think the tickets were insanely expensive and it was only every in... ticket okay i didn't look up every ticket <laughs> i don't even look up tickets at all because i didn't think it was a possibility because <clears throat> for one thing wasn't it overseas yeah <laughs> you have to get... that wasn't even on our radar it was like an impossibility hmm this is it my last we were, magic trick. <laughs> Houdini. <laughs> we were just really excited that the movie was coming out. <laughs> and there's also a really good video that we watched. Was it last year? Of the, was it the 25th, was it 30th anniversary of Michael Jackson or something? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, we watched the pretty much the whole thing. It was basically everybody paying tribute to Michael Jackson, I think. And then him performing as well. Mm-hmm. Like his brothers. I remember watching that on TV when I was um, a kid. And it was at Madison Square Garden, I believe. Hmm. And we were, when we were watching it, um, we, know, we, we noticed it was at Madison Square Garden in New York. Hmm. And um, we noticed that there was a lot of famous people in the crowd. And they were, everybody was just having a, have a good time. And they were like, "What? when was this recorded? <laughs> and I was like... Oh, well, 30 years, that would have been like 2001. I was like, I wonder when when in 2001 this was recorded because it was oh, in New yeah, York. Oh, yeah, that's when we put it together. <laughs> yeah, so then we looked it up to see when that TV special was recorded, and it was recorded like a day or two before 9-11. It was crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. Mm. Everybody was so happy and no worries. is insane. Jeez. Oh, my honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> AFI, 
Maybe around I, the time of the Art of Drowning came out. <laughs> I was gonna do AFI too. Like those shows look so fun. They it's do. like Davey's all energetic. Mm-hmm. And he can sing really good. Sing real good. And fuck, just I don't know how he can sing like that all the time. Maybe he. How does he? He has a vocal coach, <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't damage his vocals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would have done. That's what I was thinking too. AFI and I was also really wanted to do like. The Misfits, yeah. in, like the early '80s, because mm-hmm. you see those those like those live shows in the '80s. Mm-hmm. Misfits, you don't know what they're saying or they are, but it's like super fast and everyone's going all crazy in some <laughs> rundown room. It's like <laughs> yeah. half lit and half the lights are out and just random stuff here and there, and that looks like a fun time too. A live show with the Misfits, but again, I we did see the original Misfits. Oh yeah, that we're was together. Fun. So I think that that's the reason why I didn't pick the Misfits because <laughs> yeah. we saw them in Denver, 2016, Riot Fest. That was amazing. That was the first time they played together in how many years? <laughs> Since the late eight, early 80s. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, just to see uh, Jerry and Danzy and Doyle together on stage. And the first um, thing Glenn Danzig says when he comes out, <laughs> you remember? What is it? Do you like our fucking pumpkins? <laughs> Do you like our pumpkins? Pretty fucking cool, huh? Because <laughs> they had these like really, they were actually really cool yeah. stage giant like jack o' lantern pumpkin things <laughs> decorations. Yeah. The uh, Misfit show at Rye Fest was amazing. But one thing, one regret I have <laughs> was... You can't really blame yourself because it was just the way it was. <laughs> yeah, I just... I had a hernia, and I guess maybe a month before that? Yeah, I just had a hernia, and it was... It would bug me, like, every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was standing up for, like, all day or something, then it would start to hurt. So we had to take a lot of breaks, sitting <laughs> <Yeah>. breaks. <laughs> I had to take a lot of breaks, and um, so I wasn't really up to par and going all the way to the, to, front. to the front and going all crazy. But we still had really good, um, good spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my mom, she just picked a place and stayed there for basically the whole yeah, day. Yeah, up against the, the gate. Mm-hmm. That was amazing, too. I didn't have to hurt myself just to get, see them that close. Yeah. But yeah, it was amazing to see that show. Is that your last honorable mention, AFI? Oh, I had another one. I'm going to feel really bad by saying that I had to kick him off my list. (laughs) (laughs) It was Led Zeppelin. (laughs) Yeah. Again. Okay. So, yeah, I would have. This was one one of my picks, too, was Led Zeppelin. And I feel like I know why they should be on the the top five, but Mm -hmm. I had to put put MCR on there. Yeah, I would like to have seen Love Zeppelin too, and I was gonna say Jimi Hendrix Ooh. and Woodstock. Ooh! But I think everyone would want to go to that. It doesn't matter. It just matters what you want to see. Yeah, but it just seems like one of those things you should see. We'll see if we build that time machine. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get on that time machine building and get back to you. Chris ordered the crystals and they're coming in the mail. <laughs> it's on back order. <laughs> the crystals are on the back. pandemic has put them on back order. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll come back to uh, re-record and another, or we'll probably try to put one out in another two weeks after this comes out. That's our schedule. We've been kind of getting a little lax with it. <laughs> Yeah, like I don't know. We don't have we don't have kids. <laughs> I feel like we we have jobs, but I feel like <laughs> we get ready. But then when we do it, we're like already tired. <laughs> but we don't have kids, and I don't feel like we have I, the I right know, to be it's, tired. It's stupid. <laughs> but, but we take a lot. Again, of- <laughs> we're always like doing something, and we have to do this or that, or we have to go here and there. And- we're going to try to be consistent. Thanks for listening. Yeah, <laughs> and for all the people who have reached out to us and complimented us mm-hmm. we appreciate it yeah appreciate it it's freaking awesome yeah people are listening mm-hmm. thank you for everybody who's listening like i said we don't really know what we're doing we don't really not we're just making it how what we want to talk about so if you don't like it 
You can fuck off. <laughs> Daddy, chill. <laughs> Daddy, chill. <laughs> um, and uh, anything you want to try to work on? I have, a lot of things. I have a lot of things I need to try to work on. <laughs> I need to finish my weaving. A weaving that I started in 2017 that I have not finished yet. <laughs> I thought you were done. No, I'm almost done, but I still have a lot, like a, a less than an inch to go to finish it. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I wanted to work maybe more on some paper crafts is what I like to do. Card making, scrapbooking, that type of stuff. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I don't know. I always say that I'm going to do it, but I, I don't. Well, I'll try to remind you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, I got to work on getting back to writing again. Yeah, um, not many of you know, but Chris is actually a pretty good writer. I'm all right. I mean, I, mean, it's I still don't. Good, I think well, it's better than. I haven't showed anyone, or I haven't really. It's just always, I just have a binder full of either songs or lyrics or just writing. I was trying to write like a script for a movie that I was doing. It was but, really good. You should continue it. Yeah, I need to continue it, add more, or write a whole different one. But I would like to get back to that. Yeah, it's writing, playing more guitar, as usual. Mm-hmm. It's always nice to hear Chris playing guitar when I'm getting ready. <laughs> puts you in different moods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or it puts me in different moods sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I'll <laughs> be listening and then... like, I, Well, you'll be playing in the background and I'm putting on like my makeup and then... You know, I'm concentrating on my makeup, and then I concentrate back on your what you're playing. <laughs> it's very like tonal and ominous. Like it's not even like a song. It's just like <laughs> not not noise, but like I would like to say there are more like scores. Yeah, it's like that. I, I'm like, oh, picture something in my scary. head. Though, make it all weird. And, and then my makeup comes out all scary. <laughs> <laughs> your corpse pink. <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> So, yeah, those are just things that we're working on and uh, maybe do a little bit more of that stuff this month. And, yeah. Okay, that's all. We'll see you guys or we won't see you. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm. And until next time, don't forget to make it speak. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do? I mean, the topic for this episode is our top five concerts that we would love to see if they were, even if they were, sorry, let me, I'm going to start over. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? That's not my foot. Ew. (laughs) That's That's my dong. You said it. <laughs> You're disgusting. Um, I can't remember if it's the "Don't Look Now" one or if it's a different one. Yeah, the one where they're following him. Well, "Don't Look Now" is a 1973 horror film, so that's not it. <laughs> <laughs>